Welcome back to Gear and Beer. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Today's guest, Brian Allen from Columbus, Indiana. Yes, indeed. I don't know where that is. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a drive-by city. I'm about to say, have I driven through it or by it? Yeah, if you go up 65 from Louisville to Indianapolis, you have passed through Columbus. Okay, well, then I've been through there uh, numerous times. Yes, uh, lots of trips to Chicago since I've lived here. You know, oddly enough, I never went to Chicago before I moved to Nashville. And then I just was, it was like once a month I was in Chicago. It's a great city. It is a great city. And I actually haven't been in probably two years. And I really, I really miss it. It's a great, it's a great city for whatever you're into. Absolutely. Food, music. Yep. It's got it all. Being cold, whatever. <laughs> Definitely have that covered. <laughs> uh, the, uh, we got Shay Henley over here twisting and tweaking and popping tops. Um, it splashed all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> you're used to that. <laughs> the pride of Noonan, Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. Um, joining us today, our usual engineer uh, lived in Chicago for seven years, and he moved here because of winter. Ooh, I get that. He said, it gets really tiresome having to dig your car in and out of everywhere you go that would get old i can't imagine it but it sounds cold yeah we had I a pretty rough cold. winter here this year yeah as you far know, as southern winters go it, it it was as far as cold and precipitation it, there was yeah. a lot of it and it was real quick the ice was no joke i mean that was like it was i loved every second. i did too <laughs> i smoked a brisket outside in the snow and i had my beer like set in the snow and the hey, grass yeah. that's beautiful it, it's uh it was a it was a thing of beauty <laughs> so we uh you posted a picture the other day and it had your uh your main workhorses mm -hmm. uh, among which was a 65p which i also have a 65p yes and uh my first thought was i would love to hear them things side by side so i hit you up and you against your better judgment agreed to come over here and do this thing so definitely uh should have thought about that a little longer yeah but uh you know you're I'm here you're, now you're so. here now and you can leave <laughs> i wish you wouldn't that would make for a very short podcast I'll stick around <laughs> I got a Cincinnati beer. I, didn't, I couldn't find a Columbus beer. Um, yeah, I don't think it is. You know, it, we may have a brewery at there. this point. There probably is. Who doesn't? There's one point. up here. Yeah. Well, we've had some of their beer on this show before. But uh, it's pretty good. Still looking for beer sponsors. Holler at your boy. Um, there you go. Um, so, but you also brought your what you called your your main, which is this 79P, which has yeah. got a jazz neck on it. That's right. And it came that way? It came that way. So that was a, did you say a custom order? No, it, uh, sometimes it would just run out of necks in the shop, and they would just go grab a jazz neck and slap a precision label on it. So there's a few of those out there. Really? So that that makes it kind of that much more rare. Yeah, for sure, which is great. I mean, anybody could obviously throw a jazz neck on a sure, P base, but, but the fact the, that it is labeled precision. Well, and the factory didn't. Not anyone right. threw it on there. The factory exactly. did. So yeah, it's that really makes cool. it worth a little more, and that more, you know, that much more rare. Which I mean, you know, we were talking before. It, it's not a not a buy and sell thing for me. It's a no, me either finding. Uh, sonic gold at value that's where it's at <laughs> that is where it's at i mean I, I i got that base for a steal back in the day and 
I, c- I couldn't afford to get a base for anything other than a steel, right. personally. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a... Uh, How about your boy, uh, Norelco? Looking for sponsors. There you go. <laughs> Brawny? The quicker well, picker. That would be a good one. <laughs> we all need some brownies. Oh, and I, there, I will no doubt spill something. Uh, I've spilled many things yeah. earlier while cooking. Um, that was good food, by the way. Well, thank you. Okay. I, this guy can cook. I like to, uh, you know, as uh, added encouragement to for people to do my podcast, I try to cook a decent meal. And I'm good at what I know my lane. I, st- I try to ever widen my lane but i stay in my lane and i make something that i know i can make that's good and then i do it when and i use the absolute best ingredients that i can find and it makes it better for both mouth and body indeed yeah it's much appreciated you know it it's it's one thing to bread and fry some cheap chicken and some vegetable oil right i uh i i personally won't eat that so yeah i I'm I'm worried about this guy. I'm I'm a little bit, you know. know? Uh, We're we're gentlemen of a of a (laughs) of a certain repute. Uh, Say that a lot of people like to use the word handsome, most certainly. And I'd say they're I'd say they're exactly right. They'd be on the money with that. Uh, For those of you who are only listening, there is video available on YouTube, so check that out, and you can uh, witness the the beauty. Yes. experience what is handsomeness at its <laughs> finest um aside from the ever so overexposed apparently shot of shay henley i don't know why it's so so overexposed hmm. probably because i'm very good at this at our 10th episode you're the 10th guest that's cool excellent i and did 10 of these i i will have done 10 of these by tomorrow it's a 10 kind of season this is my 10th year in nashville oh that's cool that was so, one of the questions that i had for you oh sorry i jumped a the gun there no no that's cool i mean that's <laughs> uh, uh what what else what what other tens were there was there that's more? all i got oh well yeah. that's cool 10th episode <laughs> your 10th year in nashville this 10 is years my, that's a long time that know. is a long time bro i i moved here seven uh eight, at least eight eight, eight, eight years ago because i'm nine coming up yeah it'll be real. eight years ago Next month, I moved here July of 20. No, that's only seven years. I guess it will be the completion of seven full years, and I will be in my eighth year. Because 2014, right? That's it's only 20. What year is this? I I can't do math. (laughs) (laughs) It's 21, right? Yeah, it's 21. So that's seven years, right? So this is my seventh year. I don't know how that works. I thought you moved a year after me, but did you move in 2012? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was into the world. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. The and Garland, calendar. the the religious thing that happened in Garland. I wasn't there for that. Uh, well, I think it was 2012. Hmm. I was anyway, referring to the Maya. I'm I'm from Garland, Texas, and there was this weird, yeah. uh, like, I can't remember. I think I want to say it was a gr- like a a Cor- some sort of Korean Christian church, or it was some. Yeah, I, I, I may have totally gotten my. Uh, greater asian ethnicities incorrect on that night for that i apologize there was some sort of asian descent christian faction that moved to my hometown because jesus was supposed to come back at this spot and it was like in this random house in this neighborhood texas makes sense for that i don't know how you get 
to a house in Garland, Texas, for Jesus coming back. But it'd be hard to find too much of a better place. I'll be totally honest yeah. with you. Well, Texas is big and it's easy to see from up above. That's true. Know? Easy to get there. It's like good landmark. It's got that wonderful shape, that state outline that you can't see. It's very space. recognizable. Yeah, I keep waiting for them to figure out some sort of like a demarcation if you will yeah but like <laughs> i was gonna say some sort of satellite some sort of light that you can only see from one side of the satellite reflection or i mean i don't know how science works so that's probably not a thing yeah you're kind of losing me there uh I, lo- I think i lost myself <laughs> let's be honest um Surely Jeff Bezos could make an LED strip long enough to outline the state of Texas. State of Texas. Yeah. Did you guys Did you guys see that there somewhat some people and I think there's like 100,000 people that have signed it or some crazy number for petitioning for to not let him back in from space. <laughs> That shit is real, bro. <laughs> wow. They they don't want to allow Jeff Bezos. They just want him to stay in orbit. Stay I in guess. space, dude. That's amazing. Go all Sandra Bullock, uh, George Clooney. Uh, what was that movie? Gravity. Gravity. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's amazing. Man, what a weird place we live in. Yeah, no doubt. Um. So you said this your tenth year. Yeah. From. I was in Los Angeles for 16 years prior to that. Oh, right on. Okay. You mentioned that you were in L.A. It's kind of like I grew up in Indiana, and then I grew up again in Los Angeles. Two very different upbringings, for sure. I can imagine. Those are uh, the heartland (laughs) to the left coast. Yeah, man. Um, As they say on those particular news publications or whatever. I don't listen to. Uh, Was it (laughs) 1chan, 8chan, 4chan? I'm not sure. 12 Chan? Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. That's what it is. That's definitely what it was. Yeah, the yeah. Church of Jackie Chan, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's a, that was, that was a low-hanging fruit. I apologize. So you were in L.A. for 16 years? Yeah. Moved out there in 1995. I was 18, right out of high school. Had about three months between graduating and actually going to L.A. And Parents thought I was nuts, but... And I, was, I think you're nuts. I wish that I had the gumption to do something like that. It took me till much later to, uh, and I, we can thank our friend Billy Freeman. You know Billy Freeman? Yeah. We can thank our friend Billy Freeman for talking me into doing it. I, I'm glad I did it, and it was the right move. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I thought for a long time that my only choices were going to be, you know, Dallas, L.A., or New York, and I didn't want to go to L.A. or New York. Right. Um, I didn't know how I was going to afford that, and I just I just couldn't see that. Ha- First of all, I, I don't think I could ever do New York. That's too urban it's, for me. It's a little r- rough for me too. It's like I I'm good for about. It's kind of like Vegas. I'm good for two days, and then I got to get out. Yeah, I need some, I need space. I don't I don't want to like you know my neighbors are not far away from me now, but right. like I, I don't want any closer than that. Sure, like, like I, I around can't share you walls. on top. Yeah, below. yeah, it gets to be a bit much. I mean, Los Angeles is a massive city, totally, but it's so spread out. It's it, got that sprawl you, like you don't Dallas get the claustrophobic does. So feeling. That, that was what I was thinking. Is like I could do the logistics side yeah. of L.A. Yeah, but I just you know from what I understood from how expensive it was and how poor I was as a younger sure. man. Yeah, I just I didn't I didn't have any way to do it. But, I lucked into. Uh, with the help of my dad when I was younger, I bought a a house 
uh, after the bubble burst or whatever and yeah. selling my house. It was the only reason that I was able to move here. Right on. Um, I would have n- never been able to afford it on bar gig salary, sure. which is what I did. Yeah. Although, and I was telling him earlier, I had an opportunity to be a tech when I was probably like 26 or 27 years old uh-huh. for uh, for Seether. Oh, wow. And I, I did several gigs with a, a buddy of mine, uh, worked for them for five years, toured the whole world eight times over, you know, yeah. did it. Anything you could imagine doing with that band <laughs> at the height of their oh man, that must hit fun. like you know, two straight years on the road, kind of rock band touring. Bro. Yeah, it's it's relentless. And they they paid very handsomely, and the dudes were just sweethearts. Nice. It was such an easy gig, but I was, I I, I just couldn't do it, man. I wanted to play. Want to be a player. I wanted yeah. to play. It's, you kind of have to make that commitment, you know. I mean, I, I knew from an early age. I was like twelve years old when I said, "All I'm going to do is play the bass," and then that's all I focused on from that point on, which made me a terrible student in high school. <laughs> I was a terrible student, but I didn't have anything focused on anything. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know what I want to do yeah. because what I don't want to do is go to college about science or math or anything like that. I'm not right. interested in that. Sure, I wanted to play music. I wanted to be in a uh, yep. original rock band you know yeah. I, when i was a you know in middle school i was so into bands like stp and rush oh, yeah. and Big time. primus and Soundgarden and all, all that kind of stuff yep and like i wanted to do something like that and it wasn't until again billy freeman like opened my eyes when i was like 24 years old i was playing in an original band it's a choppa i hope They coming for you. I'm about to say, it sounds like it's about to they crash into the house, man. That's crazy. You got a landing pad on your roof? Uh, not before. <laughs> wow, that's a uh, right on. I don't even remember what I was talking about. That was I've never like, we've never had that happen before. I thought it was funny for a second, and then you're like, "This isn't supposed to be happening." So I got a little worried there. Yeah, it kept getting louder and louder, and I, was, I just didn't understand how that was possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does anybody remember what I was talking about? Um, yeah, your um, Billy had talked to you about. Music oh, so at 24. I was playing in an original band with this much older dude who had also a ZZ Top tribute band. Uh-huh. So we were, that was where we were making our money, and then we're trying to do this other thing. We got yeah. in with Vinnie Paul and his record label. Oh, cool. And it didn't end up making any difference because as soon as we did that, he, we, you know, we made a record, uh, the, singer ended up ruining the record by getting it from the engineer shout out to sterile the pearl um and proceeding to just do his own thing and ruin all the work that we had done oh that's nice. um yeah so it's it's a disaster yeah but we did this zz top thing man and like it was great bonnie nice and it, we were wearing the suits and the fuzzy guitars well, something and to tribute bands fake man. beards yeah dude dallas is mecca for the corporate band of whatever it's uh the the party wedding band thing oh, yeah. with huge. the emerald cities and the yep. the mars hills or it's the tribute band thing there's there's nationally touring tribute bands Absolutely, based out of man. dallas it's crazy man it really is it, it, it i mean it's like you can make a great living in dallas if that's what you want to do yeah i i wanted a little 
I wanted a little more. I liked the because uh, that's all very track intensive stuff, and oddly enough, so are sure. a lot of touring acts out of here. Yeah, big time. Um, you know, I, I I played with one that was heavy tracks, and it was fun, but. Mm-hmm. I was just singing back up because I bothered to learn them and not right. because it was necessary. <laughs> For it was sure. Definitely like, in the it's track. covered. Yeah. But it's a weird thing, man. It's it like, is weird. It's, uh, yeah. I'm with you with the original band thing, though. It's like when I was in LA, I moved out there. I ended up in like six bands almost immediately. You know, well, a, a player like yourself, I can only imagine. Well, everybody needs a bass player. You know, it's like. Do you sing? Oh, no. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I think I, that's the only reason I work as a bass player. I think it's because I also sing. <laughs> I'm, I'm good at some heavy metal death vocals. You know, it's like well, can, I'll have to look you up for that. Can, can uh, yeah, I'm sure that's a. <laughs> I need it. Everybody needs that all I've the time. I've been trying to get a particular uh, video game music producer friend of mine to do me the very simple favor of growling and screaming the words gear and beer which is the title of my podcast right because i am i've kind of been just like uh using a piece of another original song as the intro or whatever i got you i aim to have an actual intro right piece and i wanted him to do that in there this uh he's a buddy of mine from back home from rowlett texas i think he lives in dallas now but uh he what he does for a living is like he makes a lot of music for like uh, all the new Duke Nukem and Doom games oh, really? and stuff like that, dude. <laughs> That's and cool. He's he's got a, a really cool setup, and he's a uh, one of those uh, build your own computer PC guys. And oh, like, yeah. he he's just got these amazing machines, you know. Right, P- I, puts I, flies in the freezer. And I it. don't I don't have any <laughs> semblance of knowledge yeah. of anything like that yeah. at all. So. Yeah, that's that's a whole other world. You know, I don't have time to learn it. I'm no. trying to learn how to edit video and audio together for podcasts. And yeah, man, I started doing some, you know, just videos for you know companies and stuff, and I I realized how much I truly just hate it. You know, it's just it's just. My- I like the end product though. Like I like getting done with it. I just feel like uh, we were talking about the program that I'm using, and mm-hmm. I, I feel like the 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 part I hate about it is the workflow because of the program. So I feel like there's right. another program out there that I could, I just need to find. Someone just told me about one, a video editing software called uh DaVinci something or another. You ever heard of that? I'd never, I no. never heard of that. DaVinci something. I'm not in the loop. I'm not either, bro. I, I barely know how to turn a computer on. I mean, right. I just pray every day when I have to do a session at home that my laptop turns on and my software works and I can hear a bass <laughs> when I plug it in. And if that happens, it's a good day. Amen, man. You know, I, I don't, I don't ask for much. So when you're tracking at home, we talked about this a minute earlier. Yeah. You said you're, I mean, you're basically just using this Motown DI. I use a Motown DI, or I also use a Cordial DI. It's the same company as my my cables. Yeah, yeah. And um, it just kind of depends on what it is. And but uh, what's the what's the deal with that DI? What is, it's 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 similar to the Motown. It puts passive a, with a big transformer. Passive and it puts a little no. It has the same nose on it in the mid range that the Motown does, but it gives you a broader spectrum on the lows and highs. Oh, okay, which is nice. Yeah, I love that. You know, so it's uh, I like the fidelity. Yeah, big time. So if I'm using one of my MTDs, you know, a five string or something, I'll, I'll usually use one of the uh, the Cordial DI. That makes sense. So give it a little. 
the expanded width expanded of the, range. Yeah, yeah. The so range that's nice. That's word. But yeah, man, I mean, it's literally the Motown into a Scarlet, and then into my computer. It's just that simple. I don't I don't put compression in, on anything. I don't Let EQ them do all anything. That in post. If they add it at all, I mean, I've had guys never touch the compressor. Sure, you know, which I'm like, cool. That's a that's a compliment. You know, <laughs> no doubt. So I never like, and I I use some in post, and I I have it, you know, on this DI here. Mm-hmm. I almost the only time that I found myself using it is like on ballads and big rooms where I just want to you know play with the side of my thumb and just have it ring forever just have a big fat note yeah yeah um yeah. other than that i don't oh i guess in, in other times where i it's like a very loud mm-hmm. live scenario with ears the compression kind of helps me to play a little easier gotcha but I'm, i've never been a compression guy for guitar or for bass yeah i mean it's i understand that some guys like the color of the that it yeah. adds to the sound i'm down with that that's cool but as far as like squashing you know the intricacies of playing i'm not you know it's like and that's where you know i focus a lot on technique sure and uh you know it's just spent a long time to just kind of compress myself you know totally man make sure that notes didn't jump out when they don't need to and you know even when i'm slapping too it's the same sure. thing just that that's especially hard that's really hard it's like total like a, a right hand technique thing <laughs> and i I don't have it. I like to play like, uh, you know, parking lot style. Right. Just no yeah. holds barred <laughs> slap bass. Totally. I find it the, the hardest is with a pick for me because, I mean, I didn't really? grow up playing with a pick. Okay. Um, say, that's, that's second nature for me as a guitar player first. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I very first started playing bass, I, I used a pick because I was playing nothing but like 80s hair metal stuff. And it was all picks. It is, it is a totally different thing. Completely different thing. You know, and I think it's anybody that's frowns on bass players that play with a pick are out of their minds. Yeah, you know, like uh, to Nathan stifle, Watts. To stifle anybody. Say nothing else. You know, to stifle anybody from using any technique at any time is crazy to me. The, uh, if yes, it's appropriate, you're absolutely right. you know, it, it's what needs to happen. You know, it's like sometimes I, I use a pick a lot in the studio, especially. You know, it just adds so much punch just, and definition. Yeah, you play to the song. You don't set up a set of arbitrary standards and no. then adhere to them. It's, it's like... Uh, and I don't mean to get political, but it's like, you know, I, I like this one thing, so I'm just going to go ahead and agree to all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't make sense for each song. Is right. that what the song calls for? Do what the song calls for. Yeah. Uh, if you're if you're learning a track and playing with an artist or you're doing whatever kind of gig, yep. uh, is that recording played with a pick? Cool. Yeah. Should, play with a pick. Probably play with a pick. And if that's not working for whoever's in charge or for you, then move from there. But yeah. I, and what I always tell people, like uh, anything that I've been band leader on, and they're like, do I need to play this like the record? I was like, let's start at the record. And if well, yeah. we change it from there, cool. But let's <laughs> let's start at how the song like, goes. Can you do that first? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've had the same situation. You know, I've been band leader. And I, I, actually, before I even moved to Nashville, I – I had to run an audition. I had to set up an audition from LA at SAR here in Nashville. And so I was like, people were calling me like six in the morning because of the time difference. Uh, so it was a nightmare on that regard. And I didn't know anybody <laughs> in Nashville at the time. So I'm like, I called like, 
I called some like a session guys because I didn't know who they were, you know, and they're like, well, you know, I can't do it, but here's some numbers. So I just got numbers of numbers of numbers, you know, and I set up like 40 guys to come in and audition with this band. I was MDing and two people, quite the cattle call, two people learned the signature licks out of all these cats. And I'm like, I thought this was Nashville. Like, music's like, what is going on? You know, like, I don't and care. And you moved here before I did, and I thought it was sloppy when I got it's here. It's like, I don't care about your buckle jeans and your, you know, your, <laughs> your affliction t shirt, man. Like, totally, you know, man. Like, like that hair gel, like, you spent a lot of money. Doing. People get lost in the wrong aspects <laughs> of the scene here. I, that's, Big the, time. that's the first thing that I noticed. It's exactly what I feel like you just detailed. Yeah. You Where, know, and nothing against like dudes looking the part, but. You got to play the part first. Yeah, dude, both both are important. Yeah, both are important. Absolutely. Yeah, don't Can look like a slob and kill the parts. You know, like you, you, it's, or it's, don't kill the parts and wear your gym shorts on stage <laughs> or you know whatever. Yeah, uh, wash your shirt. Yeah, cut your hair or put a hat on. Whatever. Good time, man. Um, you know. So that was a that was an interesting experience. You know, dude, that was the biggest sh- like scene shock for me when I got here. I went from first of all, I went from being the youngest worst player in every band I was in mm-hmm. to being the oldest best. And I was just like, felt like a fish out of water. I was just from what I was used to was if you don't know how to play these songs, we will find any number of other people that will know how to play these songs. So if yeah. you're going to show up at all, know the songs or don't show up. Right. And I got here and played, week after week with dudes who played stuff wrong and i'll be like hey check that out uh this this and this or whatever you know let's 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 get those things next time yeah and they get there and uh they're more worried about getting their you know vodka red bulls Mm -hmm. and uh hitting on a bartender and then you know i mean you gotta have priorities yeah i mean i guess so (laughs) Uh, career career oriented not so much yeah that's that's crazy always bugged me you know it's just because I take what I do so seriously, and I've always been respectful of everybody, you know, and I just always want that same respect back. That seems so second nature. It, yeah. se- it seems like an unspoken, obvious, like the elephant in the room, except for we're talking about it. It's right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, it, I wonder if that's like something specific about this culture here. From from what I understand from I OGs, they say that it wasn't always this way. Right. I think a lot of it has to do with. Just first of all, there's more people than there ever have been. No doubt. Anywhere you go ever, population ever increasing. Those people are moving here because there's been a you know, whatever just, modicum of success yep. because it was such a small scene before, but now it's being yeah. flooded out. And with, there's still a session scene. Totally. Tours are based out of here, no matter what style. Most of them. Yeah. Most of them. Because, I mean, God, how many tour bus companies are there here? Uh, like, I don't know, all of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Almost all of them. Right. It's it's not at all the center of the nation, but yeah. it is the center of touring because, mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's face it, there's not a lot of touring between Colorado and California. Sure. Right. So that it's almost like that whole strip of the Western United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are gigs there, but so, there's there's obviously way more on the East Coast. There's yeah, there's well, side of the country ten hours away uh, each day kind of gigs. <laughs> yeah, you know? for sure. Idaho and then New Mexico or whatever yeah, ridiculousness. Like crazy, no, you get some crazy trips. We did a fourteen hour 
each way uh one off in wisconsin at country fest this weekend yeah buddy and we were literally stuck in the bus all day because it was just gushing rain oh all day <laughs> no it's we we loaded in in the rain but by the time we sound checked and played the rain had stopped but it was so humid the Ugh. the neck of this base felt like somebody just rubbed crisco on it it was just <laughs> greasy Man. and sticky that's awful it was horrible which uh any suggestions is there a way for me to prohibit things like that do i need to put some oil on it linseed oil or whatever not that i'm aware of man i I mean because i mean when it's got extra all that extra moisture it doesn't need to for what i know about it i I don't just wonder if it's the the finish that's worn off and that particular humidity made it sticky or greasy i don't don't know know. man i mean i never had issues until i moved out here with next because la you don't have 75 degrees all year for the most part you know and there's no humidity and but yeah, I, when I first moved here, I got all my bases out like a month later, and I was like, some of them were just like bananas, and I was like, what? And then I was like, oh yeah, it's really humid here. It really is very humid. Towels are good. Just always wipe it down. That's what I was doing. Yeah, uh, just in between every couple of songs, I I was wiping it down. Yeah, I played helps. Rudy's the other night. I did electric and then an upright gig, and then you know the upright after Same every group? song. Two different groups. Oh, okay. And um, the old Rudy's double. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah, man. That's, I, uh, I, there's a lot of doubles in this town. I didn't know they happened at Rudy's. <laughs> that made, sounds like my kind I of double. I made tens of dollars. Hey, man. <laughs> uh, no, it was actually. It's, jazz hundreds, bro. It was good. For jazz, man, I'll take it. Honestly, man, like, I, I'm really fortunate. I get to do enough sessions in town that, you know, I, I'm trying not to tour anymore. But um, if I play in town, it's because I, I want to really play with these guys. Sure. You know, so it's more about that than anything. And money is what it is. You know, it's like it's, yeah. it's great if it happens. But honestly, man, I just I just want to play. Looking for that passion outlet. The passion so to speak. outlet, big time. You know, because as as much as I love working with you know the producers I work with and everything, there's still that jazz outlet that doesn't always get. It's that improv thing, man. It's mm-hmm. being able to like I have all these musical things to say that I can't say in a lot of these other situations so yeah if you want to keep your job for well, sure totally <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because people were telling me when i first moved here that jazz is taboo and i often wonder if that's kept me from work but no nah, man uh, at the end of the day it's like I'm not even that good at jazz it's like we were so. saying well you are <laughs> i'm i'm good at freely expressing whatever weirdness is in my brain well, i don't know if that makes me get a chance that's jazz uh, touche, sir. <laughs> you know what i mean so because you know i'll show up to a f- with a five string on some sessions and you know some people are like oh uh, uh. and it's usually it's and not even you the, know what those people piss me off so bad it's not even the producers it's like another guitar player in the room is just like well you know so so can always do everything on a four string i'm like well great but this bass sounds better than that bass. So let me get this straight. You're <laughs> complaining because my bass can do more bass notes. That's the problem. The problem is that my bass can play more bass, bass. notes. I mean, would, would you rather me get like a ukulele or something? Like, yeah, you, you want me to go get a, a Mark Robichaud two-string? <laughs> like anytime an engineer said that to me. I was like, okay, cool, man. How about you just do everything on analog? Yeah. Everything. Like get rid of everything digital you own. Yeah. So we could just keep it real. Like, if I got to keep it real on a four string, you know, because I'm an MTD guy, like, that's the basses I love and 
worship and play sure. as much as I can. Yeah. But, it, you know, even Michael Tobias told me, he's like, look, man, I know that you're not just going to play these basses because he knows that this is a, it's a P bass town. Sessions are not a one instrument. It's never a one instrument man. situation. No. Vibe yeah. is everything in the session. And it just depends on what, I'm whoever's not, looking for. I'm not going to force my endorsed, endorsements on anybody either sure. just because i have them and i'm a i'm so appreciative of them and we'll be sure if you'll give me the links i'll we'll be sure to link them in all the youtube awesome stuff so you can see what brian's playing cool and uh you know i'm not going to push that on anybody just because i'm endorsed by them sure. you know so it's just like if it's right for the track yeah for sure but if it's not i'm going to go to my one of, one of my other standards you know so i only that, had i've only ever had one instrument endorsement mm. and you know, they, they gave me, it was with Dean when I was in a metal band. They were giving me great USA guitars. Nice. And they played great, but I also had, uh, you know, a PRS that, that I loved, that I played as well. And they didn't, they had nothing to say about it, man. Well, when they know, man, it's just, they're, they're, you know, they're realistic about it. Totally. You know? Well, first of all, in any kind of a live situation, where you're reproducing the way things are recorded and you're worried about keys and iterations like you, you almost always run into, at least from a guitar standpoint, you're running into detuned guitars. Mm -hmm. And do you have, you know, you do you need one with humbuggers? You need one with single coil, you know, whatever the iterations are of the recordings. Yep. It's really cool to, at least as we spoke of earlier, starting at the recording mm -hmm. and on, on bass, like I've heard of do, I I've never done this. I, I've done half step down on bass. Yeah. Um, I don't even like to because I have a five string and I can just play in whatever key with the tension that I like that's that makes exactly. me play yeah. something that's more comfortable. For sure. And that's how I usually do any transposed gigs, like playing the downtown uh, as much as I once did. People were always playing down a half step, hmm. which uh, I'm just going to say, if, if you play everything down a half step, that's a cop out and you're lazy. <laughs> Or you don't need you don't have any technique. Well, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It, maybe you're overextending yourself. If you're doing so many gigs that you can't, if you need to do a few songs in different keys, cool. Yeah, to do everything down a half step across the board mm -hmm. is hamstringing anyone who cares about a, the fidelity of an instrument or anything like that. Because now you're making me. Now you've taken my wide range of instrument choices down to the ones that I have set up for this stupid thing that I need yeah. in the studio, but yep. to play live, it's just, you know, yeah. who can have duplicates of every instrument for every iteration? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. No, not unless you're rock star status. Yeah, well, and, and even then, that's... Well, it's, then you're not going to take that to downtown, you know? Well, I mean? Totally. It's like, uh, it's yeah, crazy. it's like I don't have to... Put it on a cart and schlep it four blocks up and down hills. <laughs> Let me take my guitar closet down to Tootsie's. Yeah, you know, like, right. First of all, I ain't no room for it in that place. No, I mean, couldn't get it through the door. For the record, the day after... The Are those Foo monitors on? No. Okay. The day after the Foo Fighters played uh, at Bridgestone, didn't we go to that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. The Broken Leg yeah, uh, Guitar Throne? Yes, yes. Yeah. The Broken Leg Tour. Uh, I was walking downtown... And walked past Crossroads and saw this very trendy-looking East Nashville kind of man panhandling. And I, I walked five steps past him and then uh, realized that it was Chris Shiflett. And <laughs> I came back, and he was literally playing with his guitar case open, playing for tips. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, hey, man, did you play last night? <laughs> he was like, no, I'm, I'm fresh into town. And I was like, 
Okay, cool. I was at the show. It See you was... later, walking the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's his. Have you guys listened out, to that? Shout podcast? out, walking the floor podcast. Yes, I I subbed it. I haven't checked yeah. it out yet. I listened to the Vince Gill and the Jay Joyce episodes. Yeah, There's yeah. some cool ones on there. I got to play on one of his records on uh, on Chris's Chris. records. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure his guitar was in an alternate tuning though. That's the that's why I brought that up. Oh, okay. oh gotcha. Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. If if you're doing a thing, there's you know, open tunings are a thing. There are guys who oh, yeah. play guitar only in open tunings. It's very popular in the Delta Blues mm-hmm. scenarios and any slide players. Rich Robinson, I mean, man, Black Crows. He's got tons of crazy tunings. Totally. Well, Derek Trucks plays in an open E tuning. I dare you to find somebody that plays the guitar more soulful than that son of a bitch. Yeah, he's man, all right. <laughs> I, I saw them once, like nine years ago, in House of Blues in Dallas. Mm. Um, and uh, Eric Krasno, who's a guitar player, was actually playing bass for him, and he murdered it, and it was great. Huh. But um, I don't know who's playing with him now, because I I played a gig, uh, the artist that I play with, we opened for Ashley McBride in Huntsville two, two weekends ago or something, uh-huh. and right outside, Tedeschi Trucks was playing in the parking lot oh, of this big music hall that we were playing at. Yeah. So we played our gig to a, a, a the hungriest music crowd i have ever been in front of in my life awesome then we watched ashley and all those dudes slay mm-hmm. then we walked outside and got to watch an hour and a half of tedeschi trucks from the soundboard yeah outside one of my favorite bands dude it was the best outdoor sonic experience that i've ever had i could hear every yeah, every, every piece Everything. of fidelity of the bass yep. of the keyboards, and it was a uh, Gabe Dixon was playing keys and singing oh, back right up. Cool. It was a very pared down band. They only had uh-huh. uh, Falcon, uh, Tyler Greenwell, or whatever his name yeah. is. I think JJ quit or just doing something else. I'm not sure. He's probably doing something else. He got pretty much do whatever he wants. <laughs> uh, John Merritt, Tedeschi Trucks, tough life. Yeah, man, I'm tough telling life. you. Yeah, I uh, I got to play with Derek and Susan at a BB King tribute last year. That's dope. Which was just unreal, you know. Un- un- Power couple, bro. Yeah, I mean, and like the nicest folks in the world. And That's just, what everyone says. I've never met they, them. They couldn't be cooler, you know. Really, I mean, I, I got to actually we we opened for them in uh, Italy with Robin, and just hung out backstage, and you know, it's just they're just. Totally cool, man. Just down to earth people. Just from, so that's what everyone's told me. You know, anyway. they're just like, "Hey, Robin, you want to come up and play a song with us?" And he's like, "Cool, yeah." Are you still playing with Robin at all? I do a little bit here and there. You know, not as much as before. I mean, God, we toured for almost six years. Oh, right on. Yeah, and you know, it was it was actually it was amazing. You know, I, I've seen you with with him a couple times uh, at the the High Watt residency. Oh yeah, uh, bef- yeah. before we knew each other. Yep. Um, the, those shows were killing. My favorite part about those was how he, not on purpose, but just, and I, I was there on a Brad Paisley night, and I was uh-huh. there on a... That was fun. Uh, <laughs> Aubrey, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trail Ar- Crow? Oddly Free. Oddly, yep, sorry, yeah. Aubrey. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Vince came out one night, too. I, I didn't see the Vince one, but anyway, he made total tone midgets out of everyone, bro. Man, I, I tell you, it's it just happens, man. I mean, I mean that Dumble is just it's devastating. It's the best guitar amp I've ever heard in my life. It's crazy. It's, he got two of them bitches. Yes, he does. And they both sound great. Yeah, he's got the second one ever made. 
I mean, that's he's got number two. <laughs> I didn't like, realize that he had number two. Yeah, man. As, if I'm, who has number one? If I'm recalling right, I don't know. I wonder who it was originally intended for. I don't know. But Dumble heard Robin play, and he's like, can I make you an amp? You know, like, so he, that, that, that amp was made for Robin, you know, and like, yeah. It sounds it, like it. <laughs> it sounds like it, man. I mean, he handed, he had, his tour manager handed me a head one time. He's like, here, man, can you bring this to Japan tomorrow? Like, take it to the flight. I was like, are you leaving this with me? He's like, well, yeah. I was like, and I, are you kidding me? <laughs> I got to be responsible <laughs> for this. I can vanish and pay my house off with this real quick. Seriously. <laughs> like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I'm like, okay, man. So I, I like, it's like the Holy Grail, you know, the guitar player in the rehearsal. I was at a rehearsal space and he dropped it off the rehearsal space. The guitar player was like, is that it? Can I see it? I was like, you can see it, but you can't let, touch it. Let me smell it. <laughs> So I opened it. And I just it, want to smell. And it was like the briefcase in uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. You know, it's like uh. the guitar player's face was just like, just stalled, you know, struck. It was just you could see the glow of the amp on his face. <laughs> doesn't he? I, I've I've watched so many things of him talking about it, but doesn't he play? Doesn't he, he mismatched the cabs and the heads from the two? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he I, said something about sometimes because he's got a, a a tan one and a black one head, and I always just see the the tan cabinet or the brown cabinet or whatever yeah, color yeah. it is. You know, but the head's black though, right? There's one that's black and then there's one that's not. So, and he, does I, he switch them up when? You, when yeah. You, oh, okay. Yeah, he switched. I thought he. Up. I thought he just liked the one of them and the other one was a studio head. Or something. I don't know, man. I I, I, just, I don't either. I'm just, I've just seen him rip some faces off. Some of those theater gigs, I literally, I feel bad for the people in the very front because they don't, know what, they, they don't know what's about to happen, you know, and it happens and you can just see it and they're like, oh, you know, but they're loving it. And they're just like, and, uh. there is something <laughs> so painfully beautiful about being directly in front of a guitar cabinet. It's about the last place you want to hear a guitar cabinet from. Yeah, it really is. I right. mean, I've I've definitely lost some hearing from that that gig, you know. Really, but because uh, when I first started, I was playing upright because he did like a pretty acoustic sounding record uh, back in tw- the record might have been in 2012. I started with Robin in 2013, and uh, I didn't even meet him until we got to Italy. So like we talked once on the phone. And it's funny too because I was trying to make a joke and it didn't get caught, you know. Like I totally believe that. <laughs> and I was in, like, in my oh, experience, that this, makes perfect sense. This guy <laughs> thinks I'm an idiot. Like, oh, I just, I, I probably blew it. I don't know, you know. But he was just like, whatever, because he he was saying, you know, man, I'm I'm trying to get away from the blues, you know, just something different. I was like, well, you know, yeah, the blues is only like straight or swung, you know, major minor. <laughs> and he's like, well, no, it's more than that. I'm like, oh. I, I, okay, and I just let him. Go. Captain literal. I'm just, just going to shut up right now and, and uh, let the boss talk. So. He's a particular man, <laughs> but totally cool. I mean, we met at the hotel when we got to Italy, and I was like, "Cool, so this is going to happen." And uh, got the sound check. We did like was Wes on that? Then? No, that was before Wes. Okay, and um, I uh, yeah, we get the sound check, and we did like three songs. And one of the hardest songs that I had to play on upright, he changed the key of. Oh, that's good. To a flat, so Made all harder. my all my open string stuff that I was like, thank God I can use, went away. So now I'm playing this complicated bass line in a flat. And I'm like, 
huh? Did it though? You know what do you got to do? You know, it's you like just, you just do it. You sink or swim. Yeah. I'm not going to detune my base. You know what I'm saying? Like we're saying, hell to the no. <laughs> so I'm going to rock some A flat tonight. You know, and uh, yeah, it, A flat on the old upright. It went out. I mean, that's in in trad world. You're used to you're used to horn keys, surely. Yeah, that's probably helped. It did. Yeah, for sure. I like I knew where it was. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I would be willing to bet that you can find plenty of session upright players around here that can't play in tune and horn keys i i I have no opinion about that because i have no idea well yeah you're on you're on (laughs) you're on the sessions where those guys don't cut it (laughs) (laughs) well i'm i'm lucky for the sessions i get man i really i'm i'm i've been fortunate to work with this producer since i lived in la you know so we've had quite a history man it's uh it's been a lot of fun this industry is all about personal connections and relationships. One hundred percent. I can't stress that enough. Man. A lot of people don't understand man. it, but now it's tough because you know some cats will come into town and be like, "Hey, man, I heard I should talk to you." I was like, "About, about what? What, man? <laughs> like, I, I don't like. First of all, I don't know you. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how you play. I don't know. Are you cool? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, hang is so much of it too. It's, I mean, don't get me started on the touring aspect of hang. Oh yeah, it's ninety nine percent of what you hang do. is vibes or vibes, man. Vibes or vibes, and yeah, you don't want to drag in the studio them. either. Totally. But, um, I mean, you know, and I'm always down to meet people and talk to them, and if I can help in any way, like I'll give them the best advice I can, and that's sure. just always network, network, network. You know, you got to stay visible. Visible. You know. Yeah, I that was the the old adage of out of sight, out of mind. A hundred percent. Ever so, uh, what's the word? Uh, pertinent today. Oh yeah, man, big big time. I mean, you know, like I suck at social media. Like, I, I keep I'm trying. I, I try. I try. You know, like I, I I put something on Instagram maybe once a week if I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I've got like 33 Instagrams I'm trying to do. I got the cooking thing. I've got this. And then I have my own personal uh, stupidness that I want to post. Yeah. What's the other 30? Yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, Meme sites. Drunk people doing things. That's not me. One of my favorite is uh, kids getting hurt. That's Uh, a great one. God, I love that. Uh, one. What's the I one that kids. I'm always sending you, Shay? <laughs> El Rey del, del Corrido. Oh, so good. That man. is one of the weirdest pages <laughs> and one of the best pages. I haven't you, heard of that one. You, you, and I love that I'm this guy because you and another friend both always send. Actually, you and two other friends always send the same videos every time they get posted from like the same two or three accounts. <laughs> That's funny. And I just love that I'm pegged that hard as that guy. <laughs> I just I see something. And I have a very, like, uh, unfiltered sense of humor. I will laugh at anything that is funny. Mm. I may then feel bad or ashamed for laughing, but if it's funny, I'm going to laugh. And yeah. I know that you're just like that. So yeah, I I want to send it to somebody who's going to share my my <laughs> kind of uh, in the same boat instant yeah, reaction. Like you know, I. I'm a caring person. I want the best for people. But yep. if you fall down the stairs and it's funny, I'm going to laugh. Like, and are, then I'm going to help you. It's like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I yeah. see. I'm probably I'm probably not that good. I'm going to like yeah. laugh while I'm helping you. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been it. in that position, but I feel like I would probably laugh. If yeah. It's funny. I one of my buddies back home. Uh, we were sitting on a patio having drinks one afternoon, and there were some kids riding by on their bikes or maybe it was like a family 
Maybe no, it was one single kid. And he goes, "All right, everybody, try to make him fall off his bike with your minds." And so we were all just like looking at this kid, and then he did and <laughs> fall off his bike, and we felt terrible. And we we're like, "We have used our power for evil." This that's is fantastic. not good. What else did you do with that power? I mean, uh, that's... We put it to bed. That was a lot. I think that was the last time that Man, it lasted. You should first have time. nurtured that. That's that's something. And it was like right before he disappeared out of our view. <laughs> And it was just like an over the excellent. He had a helmet on. He's probably That's fine. Good. No you, ambulance. No emergency vehicles. Kids up. wear your helmets. I, I I flipped over my handlebars a couple years ago. Really? And man, I hit my head really hard on the ground, concrete. And how, I mean, how do you prevent those things? You you just can't. Sometimes yeah, it happens. You better you. be prepared. But man, if I didn't have a helmet on, probably would have had a cracked head. You know, it's like it's not even worth it. Just. Wear your helmets, kids. I tried to talk my girlfriend into letting me get a skateboard again. Oh, don't do a that. A couple of years ago. No, nah, dude. She wouldn't let me. <laughs> and I, despite my arrogance uh, and being like, oh, I'd be fine. I'll just get all the pads. Mm-mm. She's like, you're not doing that. And I was like, okay, you're right. Yeah. I'm telling you, the last, the last ride on my skateboard was me hitting a rock, stopping dead in its tracks, and then me having to catch myself with my hands oh. and get road rash on both my palms going, okay, that's it. It's through my board. Oh, the last I threw one. my board in the dumpster. Man, I was so into skateboarding when I was a kid. And then I just had this thing where I, I got back into it. And I was just like watching, you know, uh, old Andy McDonald and like just oh, yeah, old man. school skater vids. And, yeah, it's the best. Uh Daywan Song and like those kind of things. Yeah, uh, man. Rodney Mullins. I love that kind of like just the the old school thing. Like you know, I'm an, yeah. I'm an old school cat to a certain extent these days. I guess I'm kind of a middle in the middle of the old and the, the yeah. Don't say school. middle school. That just sounds weird. I was about, <laughs> I, I was about to, but it, I was like, no, I don't know about that. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, dude, pick up one of these bases. Make some. Do some of the Lord's work for us. Well, let's see the old 65, the one that you wanted to A-B yours with. Okay, so let's do that. Yeah, right. so this is – you, and you've got some some fresh steels on this. I do. I um, I, I do that because I, I keep flats on my other one, and in case I do a little more rock or pop stuff, I want a cleaner sound. Yeah, you get that brightness. You know, especially with a pick, man. It's like P-Bass with a pick on a rock thing, nothing better. That's, that's the sound, bro. It's the sound. I mean – I guess you could argue that maybe a music man would be a good rock sound too. I'm I'm not a huge music man fan. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a thing, you know. It's like a Rickenbacker. You totally. Know? It's like man, I love my Rick, but it's a good color to have in the stable if you're doing yeah. session stuff. But yeah, I doesn't have a lot of places live, and you know, unless you're Getty Lee or somebody. Exactly. Or Paul McCartney. That thing sounds amazing. I'm gonna shut up and let you play for a second. <laughs> Yeah, my tone's pre- pretty much halfway. Still got a. I guess we're getting a little string noise through the vocal mics, but I must say there's a fair amount of fidelity. It's just nice. All over the bass, you know? Just... Thank you. 
vibey as hell, it's man. It's good old bass, man. That sounds really good. Let's grab that, your bass. That's a, that's a rosewood, right? It's a rosewood, yeah. Probably alder body, I would assume. It's definitely... I don't think this is ebony, but it's definitely a lighter... It feels like it looks like a lighter rosewood than this uh-huh. guy. That's sweet. I love the black and white. Well, so there's classic. another. If you look at the where it's worn, I swear there's another color. Maybe like hmm. on the back, it looks like there's like a, a brown. It's almost like that mocha, or and then there's a red almost too. Yeah, it's a. Well, I was gonna say like a brick red or like a brown, a reddish brown or something going on under yeah. there. Whatever the re- they became a not a, like an early '60s paint over, but a paint over. Boy, these are really similar. That months as you get the tone in the same spot. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it, the difference sounds like the string. The strings, yeah. Yeah. One thing that is immediately noticeable is how much dirtier my fretboard is. Yeah, I'm gonna wash my hands for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty years of funk, brother. I bet this bass would be really nice with flats. I've got some some flats that I had on there for several years that are, I still get to go if I ever need it. Nice. The problem with the flats is it takes it away from being able to use it every day. Yeah. And I want to play it every day. I can dig that. Yeah. I play it on almost every every game. Yeah. I have this great five string too, and I play it half the time on like nice, man. the corporate-y... Uh, cover gigs or whatever yeah you know, like corporate that's such a, a negative <laughs> connotation to that word i don't mean it that way at all i love playing that gig i play in a great band with musicians who really care about being awesome at whatever we're doing that's nice it's a lot of fun it's can be dark you know it's it like, totally can it's man. Like, oh, man it's not a it's not a tracky kind of corporate gig and we're playing downtown but we also do weddings and all, all this other stuff it's a there's a it's like a co-front. It's mainly fronted by this one this one girl, uh, but the guitar player, I play bass in that band, the guitar player kind of co-fronts or whatever. I sing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Great drummer. And like everybody's on the same page about trying to execute, and that makes that kind of thing a lot of fun. That's awesome. Those yeah, basses cool. do sound insanely. Whoops. They really do, man. I'm, Similar. I'm, I dig that. Here's my... Yeah, let's hear the let's hear the main stallion. This is the main the stallion. Seventy nine. It's funny too. There's a big old gap in the neck joint. It's like oh. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. It's kind of it's. Funny. Well, that's that's what happens when you have to slap a, a jazz neck on a P mm-hmm. notch. A P notch. <laughs> That shit is stumpy, son. I yeah. love it. Especially when you get into the mute world. Yeah. That's a, I don't have that right hand thing so great. That's a very specific technique that I love. For our listeners, this is a maple board on this bass. That's right. And uh, we're just going through a Motown DI. I'm not putting anything on post. It's going to be exactly like we're recording it right now when you hear it. There you go. Yeah. I take that back. There will be minimal master 
bus treatment. But. Yeah, maybe some reverb and. No, I'm not gonna put any verb. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just gonna put a ring mod on it. That's it. <laughs> Perfect. Ring mod and three octaves above and three octaves below. That's it. <laughs> Something subtle like yeah. that. Yeah. Just a minor treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh come on! Oh no! Better slow down. We get arrested. That's a. That's a. But yeah, this one. This one's just butter. You know, when you hear it through big speakers too, it's just like, good lord! It's just yeah. I got Let to, that be known, listeners and viewers. Turn on your big speakers. Turn on them big speakers because I'll make sure it's big. The bass. When I put that ring mod on there. It used to drive me nuts because everyone's like, I can't hear the bass. Well, yeah, you're listening through iPhone speakers. Yeah, of course you can. Like, <laughs> Although there's something to be said. For the art of mixing where you can hear it uh-huh. a little bit through that, but it doesn't sound out of place in the other ways. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I've read things about, uh, Shay, maybe you can weigh, on the, weigh in on this. Uh, uh, certain engineers, like are almost all the engineers these days, are dudes will do stuff like, you know, they'll run a mix and then they'll turn it on and they'll go out of the room and down the hallway and oh, listen yeah. to it and see what it sounds like. Cool. And then they'll bounce it and they'll go sit in the bathroom and listen to it on their phone. <laughs> and then they'll go plug it into their car and like, like yeah. the places where people are listening. And there's something to be said for referencing in all those places. That's certainly a good way to get a, a really balanced mix. Oh, what the heck we got here? This is a, he done pulled a, a fast one. <laughs> Short scale. It's a Asononics from uh, Kerry Nordstrom. And luckily it's got a uh, nickname, which is the Cat Bass. That is Luckle. Luckle? Luckle. That it, is lucky. It is, because Asononics, is a, that's a tough one. Um, it might be Luckle. I don't know what Luckle is. But, but this little guy, man, there's, he's... He's selling a lot of these right now. Like, is it got like Mustang vibes or? It's got a ton of vibes. Let me up. Yeah, plug. plug that son of a bitch in for sure. This thing's crazy though, man. It's just because it's got tone options for days. These are all EQ settings. Oh. Okay. These are all pickup select. So it's like you can run different pickups and then start flipping through the EQ. I assume it's uh, each coil and each pickup is represented there. Yeah. So that's just the front of the front pickup? Right now, this is both pickups running. Oh, so they have different assignments. Is that essentially a wide open sound? Yeah. That's Yeah, that's, that's a tubby boy. Yep, here's just the front pickup. Big old fat sound there. Yeah, for sure. It's like a good a rock or like even maybe a ballad tone. Yep. Here's the back pickup. I love the burpiness to that. That's that throat, daddy. Fat ass throat. <laughs> Shout out Holland. <laughs> yeah, man. So this thing's it's it's starting to sneak its way into some sessions. That's right? cool. Yeah, it's fun. So I'd I'd like to hear uh, a few more of the button pressings. Oh yeah, yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah, let me go back to both pickups, and then here's more of a top end added. Yeah, I love that. It's got a very like airy wood woody sound to it. Yep. In all the here, best ways. Here's that with the front pickup. 
That's probably the closest to like a P bass you yeah. can get right there. But it's got its own character. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, it's like, like almost kinda, a little scoopier. It's a little undefined. Yeah. You know? But uh, here's with a kind of an even dip. Kind of smooth things out. So this more. is you just kind of have to learn what each control does. Exactly. Yep. Here's a dip in the mid range. That's really nice, actually. That's a cool ass bass, and that does sound really good. Gosh. All of those settings sound super usable. listening to the gear and beer podcast today's episode is sponsored by bobby jams kitchen want to take your home cooking to the next level need new recipe ideas or meal inspiration like follow and subscribe to bobby jams kitchen on youtube and instagram at bobby jams kitchen cook your food and eat it Okay, so um, we went through some of these options. Yeah. But so go back. Over I don't those? think we made it to the the third and fourth on the pickup selectors. What what is well, that? This is actually no pickup. This is unmute. Oh, okay. Which is weird. So what's the third one? The third one is just the back just the, pickup. Just the br- okay. So it's separated yeah. in there. It's all all on. Exactly. You, you have a legit mute switch on that. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It's that's actually like a cool. little square. So and this stop. is a, presumably just a tone knob. Just volume. Oh, it's a volume. Yep. Oh, so the, all the tone options are coming it's from the dip from switches here. or yeah. whatever. And the, you can also push them all in. I say that. Can you do that? Yeah. And that's another sound. <laughs> It's kind of trippy. It's just almost like it muffles everything. Yeah, it's it, it sounds like the, the proverbial blanket over the speaker. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'd ever use that, but you never know. Maybe, maybe it would help yeah. with tracking on a particular weird effect or something. You never know, man. That's a very vibey bass. That's way more than a Mustang. Yeah, it's it's got so much. Is it thirty thirty inch scale? I presume. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's a little guy. So it's a little trippy playing it. You know. Making sure I don't overshoot, but uh, does does it feel spongier? No, it's really? not too bad. I mean, it's a little looser, but with the flats on there, that helps. What what flats are they? They do Darius. They're actually Dunlop, I believe, because oh, okay. he put them on. You could when you ordered it, you, he could put flats on for sure, you. Sure, sure. So I just had him put those on there. They don't. I, I like the Diadario a little better, but I'll just use these until they break. Do they call their base flats crumbs too? Hmm. 
I don't think guitar that because I'm a Diodario guy. <laughs> I think that they are. <laughs> Put me under the under the gun there. I'm a um, Diodario guy, but they don't they don't help me out at all. I just pay their full price all the time. Holler, Diodario. Holler. Maybe you want to be a sponsor. Put this guy up. I go through lots of strings. Yeah. I play Diodarios on bass, on guitar, yeah. and on steel guitar. That's a lot, man. I like the strings, man. And I you know too. what? It's it's not just because they are the best price point, which they most certainly are. They most certainly are. Yeah. Um, they're especially for guitar strings. They are unbeatable for nickel strings. I mm-hmm. I know dudes that swear by uh, even different lines from Dear Dear the NYXLs, etc. Right. Yeah. Nope. I just want the regular old things, man. Yep. Me too. They are freaking right as rain mm-hmm. they're almost never weird they're always yep. act the same they stay tuned great yeah i couldn't tell you I, I think maybe once i had a dead string in a pack of strings where in other st- string companies it's almost it, it almost never failed there was a well, dead just, string. just the the ver, the the varying in the tension amongst strings labeled the same gauge yeah. uh, that I've experienced in other brands uh, from bass to guitar strings. It's like, it's, yeah. it's crazy, man. It doesn't make any sense. I, I don't get it either. It's yeah. I don't know why it's like that, but do you I, ever get into those, uh, Tomastic? Uh, no, those are so weird, man. <laughs> well, people just, Oh, uh, the MTD. Yeah, I had to bring one, one. Of, one of the few. Yeah. It's a beautiful, is that a spalted? It's a, uh, maple burl top. Okay. And uh, alder body with a maple neck and a bird's eye board. Oh, it's bird's eye. That's yeah. what it is. And this is between this and my P bass. These are my two main. Like this bass That's has a become. One. This is more, you know, for the poppy. What pre is in there? Is it a Bartolini? It's all Bartolini. Okay. Yeah, it's all. Do like, you know which Bartolini pre it is? I should. <laughs> Man. But I don't. I have too many, and all the numbers get jumbled in my head. So The only instrument that I've <laughs> ever gotten rid of was a Lakeland. Uh, it was a Skyline 5501, mm-hmm. which is the, the two soap bars. Yep. But my buddy Wes Stevenson gave me this Bartolini Pre that I put in there that made this thing mm. so buttery and so warm and like it did the hell out of this one sound, right? Yep. I really wanted a jazz bass, so I sold it and I bought this jazz bass. And it was the right move, mm. but I tried to find it. A couple of years later, I sold it to a guy on uh, Talk Base. Yeah, could not find him to buy it back. Man, I was willing. Darn. I was willing to. I mean, I sold it for six hundred bucks. I'd have paid a thousand dollars to get the yeah, bass back. No doubt, it was heavy, but that thirty-five inch scale and the maple board. Yep, and I, I don't. I assume it was an older body, but it was a natural finish. It was actually kind of an ugly ass bass. Yeah, and before I changed that preamp, a very uh, you know, not something you'd write home about, so to right. speak. But that he just he's like, I have this pre, I don't know what it is. It was literally just a clump of wires and capacitors <laughs> that he gave me. And I took it to somebody back home and they put it in there. Yeah. And it turned that thing into butter, man. I That's missed awesome. that base so much I I'll never get it back. Yeah. Now you're you're leaking. That's what happens. But uh yeah, man, the it's funny too, a lot of people are Barlene haters and 
I just I'm like, man, if it sounds good, who cares? Like, That's just, just those people who like arbitrarily decide they're against the thing for no for reason, whatever reason. Yeah, because no reason is because a better. magazine told them it yeah. was bad or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, because Chris be Squire using didn't use them. There. Exactly, it's, it's not worth <laughs> considering. Yeah, because yeah. I've I've always dug Burnley because I, I used to play Zon bases back in the day. And I've never played a Zon. I've heard graphite of neck man. Those don't move. Like I bet. once you set those bases up. You're good to go. The same thing that Modulus was doing. Exactly. In that same era. Yeah, graphite neck. I always liked the Zons because the, the 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 Modulus had like a more of a brittle top end to them. Man, they they, yeah. they were the clankiest bases I've ever heard. Pretty clanky. And some people make them sound great. I just never could. You know. So. I got. I'm I'm straight up working with Vienna sausage fingers. Yeah, man. Bro. I used to beat the crap out of my base all the time. So I I, I finally trained myself to do that situation. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> I, I've only been. To my in my defense, I've only been a bass player for about eleven years. Oh, I've been well, playing guitar for three times as long. Sure, as that, so. but you know, it, a lot of that transfers. You know, it's, so, it's some just, of it does. It's more the physicality. I, I think the best compliment I've ever been paid as a bass player was that I don't sound like a guitar player. There you go. That's that's it right there. You know, it's a different instrument. It's a different function. I've always it, totally. as a guitar player. Yeah. When I was listening and getting into music mm-hmm. before I ever played any other instruments, like. I was I was always drawn to rhythm section stuff. That's why I liked Rush. That's why I liked Primus. That's why I yep. liked STP and Soundgarden. Sure. Not that all the other instruments and weren't doing cool shit as well. Of course, but like it was those the groovy bands and like just understanding the different roles and like under, you occupy this sonic frequency, mm-hmm. etc. And then yeah. you just get older, knowing how all that works separately. You start playing you know. in bigger bands and there's pianos and there's horns and there's Absolutely. you know all these other things and learning to like how to sit in your space and not step right. on toes but still say something exactly that's a, a freaking it's- lost <laughs> art bro now it's just how how well can you track sync with your movements uh, bro yeah Ugh. isn't that right space bar boy no comment <laughs> however if you need space bar pressed insanely accurately you know what i heard is that uh you space bar so much better than most people i'm really good at space bar well, it's just that touch. Man. He's low maintenance. He doesn't even need showers, ladies and gentlemen. Right. He so just needs. He just needs a minimum of six figures. He that's just, right. uh, you know, maybe a finger massage on the space bar finger. That's it. Look, yeah. it, it, I'm. He needs an Epsom hand bath every thirty minutes. <laughs> Make, Paul Malta. Paul Mal, What's that stuff called? Paul Malov. Yes. Paul, yeah. <laughs> Make your own life better. <laughs> I think that, I think actually uh, you're thinking of Astro Glide. Oh yes. well, yeah, that's well, it. that was that was the late night commercial yeah <laughs> man uh no i'm not going there um oh uh, that's fine sorry just you know whoa nelly uh <laughs> i would love for you to plug that bass in and, and oh. to hear it a little bit okay sure you pulled it out it looks beautiful but for our listeners that here can i help you oh sure for our listeners who are not viewing this currently i'd love for them to be able to hear so I'm going to flip it to passive so I don't freak everything out because this bass is so freaking loud. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we'll, we'll do it passive for a moment, and then we can uh, get our engineer to mute and adjust the volume. I mean, that sounds great passive. What does it say? Saratoga S? Just Saratoga. That's a something? trademark thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is, uh, is kind of Michael's, you know... Uh, this, sorry, I'm all tangled up. 
This is Michael's. That's okay. I've kind of got you wedged in over there. <laughs> it's all good. This is a you know Michael's kind of more traditional bases. You know where the uh, the five thirty fives and six thirty fives. That's more like the super, you know, clean, um, real good for pop and slap and you know and and R and B stuff. Yeah, a lot of gospel guys love those bases, and I have a couple of them too for that reason too. And sure, I'll use them on jazz. That bright gigs. modern sound. That bright modern sound, and they're great for records and recording super clean stuff. And but um, but I I would imagine you'd be able to get pretty close to those sounds with the active pre and the PJ sit. Uh, Set up. Yeah, and I actually put flats on this guy. Dude, that thing sounds very good. This bass is, <laughs> I mean, honestly, man, if I can get away with it, I, pr- I prefer this bass over even, well, I, I it, dare not say. It looks say. built to the freaking hilt. Yeah. Well, this one I had custom made. You know, Did like, you? Yeah, I had everything I asked for was on this. And, you know, because at first he even put exposed poles, you know, on the uh, pickups, and I was like, nope, I want covered. Just because of the finger, you know, the rose um, maple fingerboard. Yeah, get those extra top end clankiness. Yep, yeah, because I'm not a fan of just super high end. Sure, know? but yeah, this. Bass I'm not is- either, man. But it, I guess it just really depends. Studio is one thing, but like a live scenario, that that top end really helps setting the f- mix out front. You know. Yeah, but I just- then it becomes a technique thing and learning how to play to not get the clankiness, and that's where I'm at. Just trying right. to learn how to play. Yeah, man. I mean, this thing—it's got a great B string on it. It sure does. What? What are those gauges? Um, one thirty-five, I believe, to forty-five. 45? Yeah, those are Diodarios as well. Diodario, yeah. One hundred five on the E. One thing I will say is uh, the weird gauges that Labella uses on their steel five-string set. I think it's a forty-eight to uh, one twenty-eight or something. Oh wow. Um, after you play that one, I'll have you play this one. And tell me what you think. But yeah, uh, it's interesting, man. It feels it feels really good. That's cool. So I would have when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh, come on, guys!" Yeah, <laughs> really. Just keep it normal. Yeah we, yeah, we can't we can't we can't get on board here. I mean, whatever. Right? Plenty of guitar strings are thirty six and forty six. Whatever. It's it's not yeah. a big deal. But bass strings are typically not like that. Right. And these are are these nickels or are these steel? I believe they're nickel. Okay. Yeah, which I'm normally a steel guy, but when it comes to flats, like oh, no, are they flats? These are flats. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, interesting. For no, for me, there's nothing worse than new flats. So I try to make these as nasty and dirty as I can as soon as I can. You know, like I'll literally wipe my hands off on these trees. I heard about somebody, <laughs> and I forget who told me this, but somebody was talking about slathering them in barbecue sauce leaving them out over the overnight and then wiping them off yeah i'm not gonna like, go to that extreme. that's ridiculous <laughs> i mean i've seen a video with this just, just hand it to shay henley and for a night i'm about to say if, if you need some gradu on your strings i know some dudes that'll just let them play it for four minutes and they'll destroy every sonic thing that was happening before uh, oh man yeah I, my my fingers are pretty acidy so I kill strings. Mine pretty used quick. to be, man. I had like a skin change where it, my skin became very dry, huh. and I have like no oil on my hands anymore. Wow! To the point that like I'm constantly like trying to get lubricant from like my nose. Yeah. So when I'm playing, after right. about two or three hours. Yeah. Just because it's like 
I, I can't play. My fingers are sticking, you know? Yep. You've got to have a little bit of lubricant. Yeah. Because I, my hands naturally are just super dry these days. Oh, that's nice. It is, but it's not because I get this kind oh, of get all shit. cracked, yeah. yeah. But yeah, let me flip this switch just to give you an idea of... I'm going to make a quick light. adjustment over there, Shay. Yeah, I, I can... Uh... Pull it back. Ooh, adjust on the fly. Look at this guy, man. I can fix whatever in post. So it's pretty much the same Leveling. tone. Just uh, it seems like it's got more fi- a little more fidelity. There's like a little more yeah. character. Well, I also I slam the lows and I slam the mids and I keep the highs at about fifty percent. And this is a like a mid sweep that I keep at fifty. And then both pickups wide open. Here's just the P though. Check so when you say it's a mid sweep, is it just uh, it, it's. I forget is which. it just a notch that you're just changing the notch, or is there control for what you're sweeping? It brightens it up here, and here it kind of like. So it kind of works as like a mid notch, as, yeah, as opposed to. That's a, right. But here's just the P pickup. It's P bass city, son. That sounds great. <laughs> this bass is stupid. That bass is. It, it's beautiful. It looks. You know, I you I see so many dudes with like bases that are just you know super handmade, amazing instruments. Yeah, and then they just sound like clank. Oh, I know dogs, dog, just dog duty. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, for me, that doesn't sound anything. Like, it looks as good as those bases, but that's yeah, that sounds like. It sounds like that sounds for me. Like this sounds like paychecks, almost like a vintage son. bass. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, for real. I mean, like the first bass I got from Michael was a, a five string jazz Saratoga, and I a beat it with my seventy one jazz bass, and I was like, "There's not a lot of difference here." Really, a brand new bass, you know, crazy and and hand a vintage made. vintage vibe <laughs> and a vintage vibe, ago. man. That's like fifty years ago. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, like, I mean, Michael. Like, I've always been a fan of Michael. You know, and I've just I've been playing other basses in the past, and I met him at a summer Nam show like four years ago, and we talked and had a great conversation. And I don't know that I've ever played. I've seen so many dudes play them, and they, I mean, yep. that's the best one that I've ever heard. Oh, uh, this thing is this is yeah, this is one of my favorite basses on earth. I, I feel like the problem with the custom instruments like that is the price point tends to fall into the weekend warrior category more mm-hmm. often than not. So you either need to have like uh, astute professionals, or you yeah. have dad, right? Dad rock. Yeah. I mean, they're not cheap for sure, and and, and, and that's not just. I'm not, I'm not even saying that's necessarily the case for that. Yeah. I'm just saying. No, I mean the custom instrument world. That's where you kind of live. You really gotta you you gotta know, man. I mean, it's yeah, you gotta save your your dockets for it. But uh, I mean, it's it's worth it though. You know, it's like did that. Ba- I mean, I'm telling you that base in my ears. Totally unadulterated. There's nothing going on other than your bass into this. Straight I don't. In. I don't have a. I don't have an SSL or a Neve plug or anything right. on on the channel. So. Right. Yep. No. This thing is. This is. This is money. Every session I've taken it to, like one guy, he didn't even know it was an active bass. Really? He was just like, man, that just it's so. Cool. It really doesn't have the active like no. crazy high end presence. Totally. Like I said, I keep my treble at fifty percent. If I crank the treble all the way, it would kind of have more of that. But uh, yeah, I'm just that's just not my sound. I gotta say too, a lot of that stuff has to do with the the tuning 
of the like the other bass with the pickup selectors. It's the tunings of the voicings, which are totally by ear mm-hmm. for the builder. You know, yeah. they're sitting there hand tuning that stuff, and that that makes or breaks the company and the instrument, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's that's real engineer knowledge. Uh, yeah, and actually, I modeled this bass after I have a five thirty five Tobias, and uh, the wood combination on that bass is just exactly the same as this one. It's maple burl top, alder body, maple, and uh, bird's eye. And Michael called me and said, "What's the what's the difference? The just the, the style of the the pickups build? are different. The, oh. the proprietary, you know, Barnlinis oh, okay. that are just for Tobias or those big soap bars yeah, that yeah. are basically double P's. Okay, and that <laughs> he he called. He was just like, this is one of the best sounding bases. I'm like." Okay. Now I wish you had brought it. I mean, it's just like <laughs> you'll have to bring it I'll, next time. I'll bring it next time, man. I, I've got a five string and a six string of, of that model, and it's just and a four string Saratoga now too. Shay, we're about to lose your camera. No, we got the uh, okay. Cool. That the battery's about to die. Oh, I got you. That's okay. Bye, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, we're good on the other one. Um, cool. But uh, I then, do want to hear you play this bass. Yeah, man. Because, Can I because I like to hear it in other people's hands. I love this bass. I've had people try to buy it from me. Okay. It ain't nothing, dude. It's just an American standard, and it is bone stock. Awesome. Love Actually, that. that's not true. I put better wires on in in the the passive electronics. Okay. A little larger gauge. But that's those the weird gauge labellifies. Those are also about seven years old. A little bit of muscle. Well, the neck has recently changed, I feel like, with all the humidity. That sounds great to my ears, too. Yep. You play it. <laughs> Singing and all these lights makes me realize how dirty all my instruments are. <laughs> yeah, man, that's. I kind of like that though. I, I I don't ever clean them, and I, I do that on purpose, especially on that uh, whatever that finish is called. That's so thick. Yeah, man, it's a good jazz bass. I have. I still have it. It's it's short circuited, but this John East uh, onboard pre that I had in there, yeah, and it was great, man. But it short circuited. Oh, and there's such a small operation, and then in the UK, I was like, "Hey, can you fix this?" He's like, "Yeah, but you got to send it to me, and you got to label it this, and you got to pay me this much." Oh, jeez. It's like, dude, it's gonna cost me two hundred dollars. I can just buy a new one for three hundred dollars. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's just not worth it at that point. Yeah, man. You know, it's like, uh, but it sucks because it sounded great. Right. It was great. Yeah. And like the passive, like just like this bass, uh, your MTD for listeners, mm-hmm. uh, didn't sound like the the passive was like a shit circuit. Like I, I feel like that's what I've I've run into with other active basses with the passive switch. Yeah. Like the passive switch sounds puny, <laughs> know, you know? Man. And like, like that's unacceptable. They really like they phone it in a lot of times, it seems like. And I'm like, why? It's so like especially if your batteries go. 
Totally. Like and you're like, okay, I got to switch Oh, shit it. circumstances are the most important right. ones. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I need that same tone, basically, with it on a passive switch. So, yeah. Man, I love Fender. The necks are so big for me, the five strings. That's a pretty That's, big neck. I've never owned a five-string Fender. Really? Just because of the necks. Because I'm, I'm all palm. I don't have any finger length. Same, bro. <laughs> uh, that's me. I got a big-ass wide palm Yeah, a t- with a couple of Vienna sausages. Like I'm a good attached. swimmer, you know. But <laughs> I can displace much water. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, although I do play upright, it's I actually have a pretty thin neck for my upright, as far as upright necks go. But yeah, yeah, that's just a whole different. You can't even compare the electric bass world to the upright bass world. No, you can't really. Besides them being called basses, they, they occupy this, a similar sonic range, <laughs> and that is about where the where it ends. Yep, that's nice though, man. Sounds good. It's it's a it's, it's a my bass. bass, man. I love it. I. Like I said, the the neck has changed a little bit. I need to adjust yeah. it. It's a that's a, a little more to chew than I'm looking for. Uh-huh. It's still but not I, too bad though. I really. like to work a little bit. Yeah, and honestly, it just sounds like a it just sounds good. It, yeah, and it especially sounds good when you're playing it. Oh well, I don't know about all that. Well, I do, and so do all the producers that keep calling you back. <laughs> And on that note, my guest today has been Brian Allen, and he brought all these amazing basses. And dude, thank you, man, Robert. Thanks for having me, dude. I I will I will have you back if you'll agree to it. Please at do a, at a future date. Yeah. Um. And what uh the five thirty five is that what you called it? Yeah, it's a MTD five thirty five twenty four. You'll need to be bringing that one. I'll be bringing it. I need I need to hear that one. And uh, whatever fun, amazing things that you have, uh, you yeah. surprised me with all the extra stuff today. Well, you know, it's uh, I like to do that. Uh, well, uh, the podcast is, after all, called Gear and Beer. So there you uh, go. You came prepared, sir, with multiple gear. Indeed. <laughs> and you had the beer, so well, well, I did have some beer, and uh, again, we got Shay Henley over there. Your camera's still working, so you can wave to it. Shay Henley over there, twisting and tweaking. The pride of Noonan, Georgia. The absolute pride of Noonan, Georgia. My guest, Brian Allen of Nashville, Tennessee, formerly of Columbus, Indiana. Yes. Uh, you can find him on many recordings, just all music him. And uh, we'll see you next time on the next episode of Gear and Beer. Also, make sure and follow us on all the whatevers and so forths at Gear and Beer Podcast. What do they call those? Uh, socials. 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 Yeah. Instagram and YouTube and Patreon and give me your money and buy. Thank you for listening to the Gear and Beer Podcast. Make sure and subscribe and turn on notifications for our channels. And if you haven't already, follow our Instagram and YouTube channels. We truly appreciate your support and ask that you please tell anyone you know whom you think might be interested in our podcast about gear and beer to help us grow and continue bringing in great guests from around the industry and beyond. Thanks again, and until the next episode.